Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. It is a no, no time for that. There's too much news today. All right, fine. To the news. <laughs> Maybe not that fast. Uh, well, will you make up your mind then, please? Uh, we're going into it pretty fast. Hey, you want to jump around? There's time codes down below. They're there, baby. Uh, baby. This is why last week I said we were doing a specific thing. This is why I don't always love saying what we're doing in advance because that's getting kicked down the road like at least two weeks. <laughs> oh, which thing? Oh, the uh, oh last week when you said we were going to do secret invasion, secret wars, whatever. So it's a secret. Well, it's. Here, or secret war. Here's an unsecret. We're not doing it this week. No, it's probably in two weeks. There we go. Oh, so I have even more time to read it now. Well, now you can read the Batman book I gave you. That's a good point. Did you even start it? No, dude. I've that's, been that's why I gave you. Stretched. I gave you so much in advance. It's like that's true. Just you know, sit down, read your little books. But you know what? I'm going to tell you. I was honest with you. I didn't try and fake it. I didn't come. Because you tried to Wikipedia and there wasn't an entry yet? Uh, no, I didn't have even time to look up a Wikipedia <laughs> entry. It's crazy time at work. It's the senior present capstone presentation week. I'm a senior advisor. I'm I got a lot of lot of shit going on. And I when I get home, I'm not, I haven't felt the desire to sit down and read a comic book. I'm gonna be blunt. But that's why I was honest and said I didn't read it. I even try and read it. I wasn't gonna lie to you this week. <sighs> Well, I understand your disappointment, but well, I would hope it's been tempered by my honesty. Well, once you read uh, Batman Fail Safe, I uh, I wish a similar Tim Drake fate upon you. Oh, does he die? He gets shot. Oh, in the <laughs> balls? <laughs> I think no, in the neck. Why do you want me to get shot in the neck? Well, you haven't read it yet. I guess you'll just have to wait and see. Emily, can Zach want me shot in the neck? Emily says you can't have me shot in the neck. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> like, well, well, now I can't do it. Yeah, see? <laughs> I went to mom. <laughs> you got protection. Yeah, there's just, this was a uh, massive, ma- massive week uh, for news and my God, it just didn't stop. It, it just wouldn't stop. So it's it's mostly a news heavy week, kids, because, oh boy, did uh, stuff happen. Ah, caught it. All right. News me up, baby. All right. It's time for the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. <sighs> Okay, take a deep breath. This is selective. I mean, clearly, I like I, I like doing this show and like you know putting out the, the product or the content, whatever. On weeks like this, I'm like, oh, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. I would read your quotes uh, to me in the text message about uh, about things that happened, but I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from that. I mean, were, were they that bad? Uh, you said something about HBO dropping its giant cock on the table or something to that <laughs> equivalent. And, yeah. Yeah, well, that's kind of what happened. All right, let's... We're slammed. You said it's slammed. It was like an aggressive... Like, it wasn't just a drop. It was like they they, they mightily thrust it onto the table. Well, you know what the bitch about that is? Is, like, usually with this kind of stuff, like, at work, like, there's oftentimes with big announcements, a heads up. Like, hey, this is what's happening. It's embargoed until XYZ, whatever, but here's the information. What happened today was just a flurry, and no one knew it was coming. Yeah, I said... Here, here's a, a a peek behind the curtain. I'm, I'm not gonna have Batman done. Sorry, been absolutely slammed. Oh, don't worry about that. That can be pushed back because there's a metric fuck ton of news, like a staggering amount. It's really thrown my workday off in a big way. I was like, oh, okay, it's been a stupid, crazy week. 
And he said, between Star Wars Celebration and HBO just slapping their massive dick on the table with a thousand announcements, Jesus fuck, what time are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of sums up my day. All right, uh, well, we weren't even starting with that because we're starting with other stuff. Hey, Deadpool 3 updates, some casting stuff. Yes. Oh, good stuff. We officially have the confirmation of two characters returning who aren't just Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to get Colossus going to be back at this bad bitch, which I'm excited about because he's one of my favorite X-Men characters. I can't wait to get to Secret Wars when um, we find out that uh, Colossus cheating on his 13-year-old girlfriend by banging an alien uh, saves the Marvel Universe. Wow. Yeah, get get ready for that, baby. Good job, Colossus. <laughs> Two weeks. Yeah, wait to... Way to bang an alien that wanted to bang Johnny Storm, but just kind of took you as a consolation prize, and it saved the universe. But that's no con- that's no small <laughs> consolation prize. It <laughs> saves the universe. Uh, we'll get there. Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> that's a thing that happens in there. It's just like, really? This all comes down to Colossus boning that alien, cheating on his 13-year-old girlfriend? By the way, he's 18. Is Colossus like... Uh, do we find out why they call him Colossus? Could it be potentially his ability to wed aliens? Well, I mean, he or did. Bed aliens, I should say. He did lose his virginity in a threesome after beating up a Tyrannosaurus. And then one of those women gave birth to a son that they named after him. And then he went back. He's like, oh, weird. You got another Peter down here? That's, that's so weird. He looks just like me. I'm an idiot. Wow. This guy's doing all that. I can't even get a like on Tinder. <laughs> Wait, do you like on Tinder? I... It was a joke. I don't use Tinder. It was supposed Why to be not? A, supposed to be a joke. Start swiping, baby. I'd let you use your phone if that's what you were doing. Oh, okay. I'll just I'll download Tinder and start swiping. Just never stop swiping right. Seems like a terrible idea because you have a limited number of swipes. You want to use good swipes. Wait, there's a limit? Yeah. Now that like yeah, because you've been out of the game for a while. Yeah. So you have to have like the premium Tinder Gold or Tinder okay. or something. Do you pay for that? I don't pay for it. Fuck no. I don't pay out. <laughs> when I was on dating sites, didn't pay for them. When I occasionally check them out, occasionally to see if I know anybody on them, don't pay for them. Yes, that's why you're checking them out. Do I know anyone here? Colossus! He, uh, he had sex with <laughs> dinosaurs and space alien bitches and shit. Uh, but, so yeah, Colossus is going to be back. Also, uh, Marina Baccarin is going to be returning as Vanessa. Oh, okay. She's not dead anymore. Oh, good. She's back if you, alive. If, if you remember the end of Deadpool 2. I don't know. She doesn't really do a lot in these movies. Like, cool. I like her. I'm glad she's back. But she, I mean, the last movie, she was just there to die in the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah, they're back. Well, no, didn't she like didn't like the post credit stuff when he had the time device? Because remember, he actually yeah, he saves her. He She's... saves her. Yeah, he saves her there. He also talked to Wolverine about hanging around and that he'd be back for him. No, he he went back to X Men Origins Wolverine and shot himself in the head, and then he also shot Ryan Reynolds in the head for Green Lantern. Yes, thank you. You're welcome, Canada. <laughs> Whatever, they're back. I'm glad about that. Let's see uh, what random people Colossus can bet in this. Hey, the Scream directors, they're they're back at it, baby. Uh, we're going to do a lo- lot of Universal movie talk today. Oh, that's, I like it. That's okay. They're coming back for a untitled Universal monster movie, a remake. I mean, Scream movies are doing massive. Like, the, the Scream 6 just passed the domestic box office of uh-huh. every other Scream movie. Uh, it looks like these guys are going to be remaking Dracula's <clears throat> Daughter. Into the head, I say, okay, I guess. Why? Uh, I don't know. It's not a very good movie. I never saw Dracula's Daughter, so I couldn't speak to it. But Renfield looks fucking hilarious. Most people haven't seen Dracula's Daughter. Like all, the, like I've talked about this before. Like all the Dracula sequels are kind of boring and bad, and this one's no exception. Like when it was first, like untitled Universal monster movie. It's like, oh, by the way, it's also Dracula's Daughter. I'm like, oh, it's not not where I would have gone. But sure, if 
if you can make it good, go for yeah. it. But you know, I don't have a ton of faith in that. Paul Rudd. Yes. Uh, did you see? Um, Jeremy Renner was on Jimmy Kimmel this week. I heard that. I didn't see the interview yet. Promoting his uh, new show, Renovations. Yes. Good to see him up and about and moving. I hate the title. And uh, you just don't like clever things. No, it's a stupid title, and I'm also not interested in Jeremy Renner converts a van or something. It's kind of like a pimp my ride, but for a good cause. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Okay, fair enough. It's also weird to see like how much like people like enjoy Jeremy Renner because I just have never been that overly interested in him really in anything it's like he's fine yeah. but boy after that accident people seem to be all about him have you ever seen any episodes of mary kingstown no pretty no, good I, I have no interest oh, okay um but he was on jimmy kimmel this week and it uh came out that paul rudd um sent him a fake cameo like really make, making it look like jeremy renner paid him for like a get well message oh did it please tell me it had the uh mcgee and me clip in it no, oh. uh, one it's Mac and me. Oh, two, Mac and me, whatever. Two that's for Conan. Oh, not for Jimmy Kimmel. No, uh, good but point. Th- this is also s- something he apparently sent Renner, and not to Kimmel. But he opens it, like he's pretending like he has no idea who he is. He opens it, like, "Hey, Jerry, um, <laughs> you know, hope you're doing okay. I heard you got into a fight with a snowblower, apparently. Oh no, <laughs> it just goes. It's like, so you know, like bottom of my heart, like you know, hope hope you're doing well. Get get better, Jerry. <laughs> it's very funny. As someone who's been habitually called Jerry and Jerry's not my name, I can sympathize with that. I'm one step away from being him. Uh, you're one snowcat away from being him. I've I've ridden in a snowcat. Does that count? Did it run you over? I wanted to say thankfully no, but sometimes I question if I'm thankful it didn't. <laughs> it, it's just a very funny little thing you can find online of Paul Rudd's fake cameo. I just love that line. Heard you got into a fight with a snowblower, apparently. <laughs> Snowblowers tend to be undefeated. I, know, I mean, I don't think they do this anymore but like back in the 90s when we had like computer courses like they would teach you how to type oh yes our uh, computer teacher lo- uh, lost all of his fingers on one hand to a snowblower wasn't really very helpful in teaching us how to type after that could he identify where the home row of keys were <laughs> shouldn't have stuck his hand on that snowblower you know what amazes me is the number of people who are still like the the single finger pick and poke typers well, because they don't have those educational classes anymore where you have to play Mario Teaches Typing. That was a fun game. I didn't No, like, that was... I was I was mm. generally disappointed in the... You couldn't, like, play Mario because I was like, oh, shit, it's Mario. And they're like, oh, I got, you know, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy brown dog. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, that's how they pitch it to us. Like, hey, kids, are you ready to go play Mario? Like, holy shit, Mario in school? It's Mario Teaches Typing. It sucked. How about this? Just stop underestimating the power of Mario because it kicked ass at the box office. I have no interest. I, I could... It, I've actually heard that it's not horrible. Yeah, it's my general understanding is like it's fun, like it's definitely a kids movie. Jack Black has an original song. Yeah, I, that got released online. It, people are like, oh, people are losing their minds over it. And I was like, all right, it's just Jack Black singing the word peaches a lot. Well, if there's gonna be a song about peaches, it's gonna be the presidents of the United States of America. Goddamn right. Yeah, millions of peaches, peaches for free. Yes, that is the song. They were put there in a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. <laughs> what a weird ass song! I love it. Just a weird change in that song. Like it just like to that like bridge section. They were put there by a Peaches man. Peaches come from a man. They were, were put, put there in a can. No, we're not doing this. No, peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. The Marvels had its first teaser trailer. Yep. I can't get excited about it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying. What, do, you, do you not like Kamala? No, I mean, I didn't really like the first Captain Marvel that much, and I didn't really like the Miss Marvel show, and I'm curious how this is going to be executed because 
uh, the actress playing uh, Kamal, like I like that she's bringing a different energy than everyone else. I like that she's yeah. just like the youthful excitement. Yeah, like overjoyed. But they use it in the trailer. But I'm like, okay, this is fun, like sporadically. But my immediate concern is, is this the entire movie? Because that shtick could get real old real fast if that's just what the movie is. But I mean, this is the first time that we're going to see a TV, a Marvel TV character play a key role in a Marvel movie. Not the other way around. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's good, and I want it to be good, because, I mean, why not? Like, just mm. give me good entertainment. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm There's parts of it that, like, it looks fun, but, like, I'm, I'm just trying to think of it, like, in terms of, like, the larger picture of, like, if this is, you know, the same, because they use that beat repeatedly in the trailer, and if that's the beat where, like, I just, I don't want that to be the movie. Like, it, it, yeah. can, it can work in spurts, but, like, that's a two and a half... Or, two two and a half minutes however long it is it's like they still they use it a few times in there and there's like oh people really liked that cat that ate people how about a bunch of cats that eat people i'm like florkins right yeah yeah exactly but it's a case of like are we going to over abuse a good thing the florkin yeah i don't know just all of it like and i mean maybe that's the point of the trailer is like hey remember this like this was fun and i do like her like popping up in that space so she's like oh my god you're nick fury is this an adventure test like that's a legit like that was funny yes like, like I, I really enjoyed that moment but then like it just you know kind of got retread a couple times and i'm i guess i'm trepidatious because i like the first captain marvel movie is okay well we'll find it, out it, it's not bad it's it was just kind of fine yeah i don't know we'll see like i, I like seeing um sam jackson back like yeah when is he not good i can't really think of a time he's not been good i don't know and i know we've talked like we've tread over these waters before it's like i i never when people dislike things for um the wrong reasons let that be you know gender or race or whatever like i don't i'm almost like i don't like saying that i don't like a thing because i don't want to be lumped in with you know that group of idiots no, but I think you always give reason as to why you don't like it. You're not like, oh, I don't like it because, you know, like, because of an obscene reason. You're like, I don't like it because there was bad pacing, or I don't like it because the writing sucked, or the acting was horrible. Or, yeah, you know, it's just, I, I don't like, I don't like piling on. I think that's getting, you know, it's getting piled on for the wrong I think reasons. Well, no, I think it's different when you back your thesis up with legitimate arguments, not... I don't like it because I'm this or I'm that. You're like, I don't like it because it just didn't work for me from... I mean, my also hope for this movie, I hope it fucking rocks. Like, I go into everything that, like, I watch hoping... You I, want I, it to be good. You're not rooting for it to suck. I mean, there there is fun... There's fun in, like, watching stuff that's bad that's just, like, so hilariously bad. Like, there's there could be some joy in there. But, like, I, I yeah, I'm not going into anything being, like... I'm mad about this. No, I, I hope everything I watch is the best thing I've ever seen because why the fuck else would I want to watch it? I mean, you're generally grumpy and mad about other things, so you don't have other time for that. <laughs> sure. Get off my lawn. As I said, we're talking a little bit of uh, old universal monsters this week. Here's a crazy one. It is wild. Okay. Um, an original Frankenstein one sheet, like the one of the original posters, is up for auction right now. It was found in an attic in Pennsylvania... It's never been, it's totally untouched as far as restoration. It's never gone up on the market before. There are only like nine of these in existence. Would wow. you like it? two and a half million? <laughs> well, way too much, but um, <laughs> 750,000. Uh, the estimate is between 150 and 300,000. So you, you threw me off last week with me guessing prices on things because I was, you're like, oh, you're way too low. I'm like, well, this, he's making it sound important, so I'm going to go high. 
a if a poster sells for three hundred thousand dollars, that's a lot of money for a poster. <laughs> but you were talking about single pages of a comic book. Yeah, but biggies. Yeah, well, this sounds like this is a biggie. Well, get ready for Secret Wars when I quiz you again on the uh, highest-selling piece of comic art of all time. In a million two, and a half dollars. In two weeks. I don't remember what it went oh, for. See, oh, yeah, <laughs> quiz <laughs> this, bitch. <laughs> well, we reported on it when it happened. I just don't remember. Oh, well. But I do remember it was uh, extraordinary. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. That's still crazy, though. Like, a Frankenstein poster that's basically, I, I won't call it near mint, but, like, pretty damn good. Might go for three hundred thousand or more. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if it went for higher. Like that, I know, like that estimate range is pretty wide, like one hundred and fifty to three hundred. I think it's going to go for more. My favorite Frankenstein moment is when he blazes it up with that blind man. Yes, that is the thing that happens. Smoke good. I do love that movie. It's a good movie. I remember watching that when that happened. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? This is amazing. And then he gets drunk with Doctor Pretorius. Yeah, drink. We drink with our friends. Smoke good. <laughs> I only have one vice. Ah, uh, good times. Yeah, 300,000. Dr. Dr. Pretorius? Yes. Not to be confused with. I don't know. The actor, his name is Ernest Thessinger. What do you want? Dr. Zayas. <laughs> Jesus. All right, clip. Oh, help me, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. I'm stretched there. Dial of Destiny had a new trailer at Star Wars Celebration. Yes, it did. It's not Star Wars. It's Han Solo. Come on, shut up. <laughs> sure, it has that Star Wars actor. That, I mean, there's enough connections to Star Wars with the actor, the producer, the creators. The, you know. And we apparently learned um, that the Dial of Destiny, goddamn time travel in this movie. <laughs> yep, which makes sense. And can, can de-age you. I mean, when did you say, like, it's like, is that too far for Indiana Jones? Everything that they have in these movies. He met interdimensional beings. He also uh, had a cell phone to God that uh, just melts your face. It's a transmitter to God. <laughs> it is a transmitter for talking to God. Uh, and the Holy Grail that will um, heal you, but only if you live in a cave. Yes, that's true. He chose poorly. And stones that uh, let you tear a guy's heart out. <laughs> yeah, so that was of everything that was probably the most unbelievable. The Kali Malka. I like it when Kali- he hit short round. I. <laughs> It's just, it's so he just random. backhands the shit out of short round. <laughs> just absolutely hits that kid. One of them has an Oscar, one of them doesn't. Think about guess, that does, for yeah. a minute. Think about that for a minute. I, I got to tell you, I don't think Harrison Ford cares. <laughs> no, no. He's he's made quite a bit of money. By yeah. the way, uh, he's awesome in the show Shrinking. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I love that show. Yeah, I, mean, I was joking with my wife. I'm like, oh, look, Harrison Ford's acting. Like, you don't always see that. Oh, he, oh he's, he's doing stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I like this. I like that we might get a little bit of nostalgia and touch on some... Some things from the past that are enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know, I, I'm just making it up as I go along. I have no reason to not just fucking quote, quote Crystal Skull at me. Nope, that's actually from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Kiss my ass. That's I, that's from me just now. That's not from a movie. That's from me just now. Mm, thank you. How did you not like? Because the, that's what um, Marion says. Like when then he pulls out a rocket launcher. Yes, he's he's like, I just think he's making up. Goes along, and it just comes out of nowhere with a rocket launcher. Yeah, but that's a callback to the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. when he's like, I don't know, I'm just making this up as I go along. And then we have one of the greatest car truck chase scenes in history. I don't know. Um, what is there to say about like the new trailer? It's like, so we got that like the major plot point of like the time travel and the Nazi trying to go back to do Nazi stuff. Yes, but it's it's Indiana Jones. There's no way I'm not watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I love how he just lists off all of the things that have happened to him. And this was the one. So I'm I'm wondering, 
they, it makes you believe. I feel like this could be a MacGuffin. It makes you believe them, man. A red herring that the um in the trailer he's like this is the one thing that I've always been looking for or something like that. I don't think it is the Dial of Destiny, and according to that line, I think it's going to be something else. All right, we'll see. Oh my god! All right, Star- I have a streak of being right on the show the last few weeks. I just want to point that out. Uh, Star Wars, because uh, it was Star Wars Celebration. Well, we got three new Star Wars movies announced. Yes, we did. Uh, I guess we'll go back in time first. The first one is going to be Star Wars: Dawn of the Jedi, talking about like literally the formation of the Jedi Order, going back to at toe that we saw in the sequel trilogy this is going to take place twenty five thousand years before what we've ever seen and you know what i bet the technology is going to be exactly the goddamn same Uh, because that's how um here's my question tech and uh sci-fi works it's always um, the same if this takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away this is a longer time this is a longer time ago very much so i mean the exciting uh thing that came out about like one it's supposed to be like all original characters and like new concepts it's um Speaking of the Dial of Destiny, this one is also going to be directed by James Mangold. Oh yes, who's good. I like his stuff overall. Like I've seen the majority of his movies, and he's he's a good director. It was he was also officially confirmed to uh, be directing Swamp Thing this week. So it's just like he's got a lot on his plate in the next few years. It's good to stay busy. Keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, like major tentpole stuff. Yeah. So you know, good for him. But I mean, I don't know. Another. <laughs> it always kind of felt like Star Wars was eventually going to do this. Like we got to go back to the beginning. I'm not shocked by it. No. Sure, go for it. I, I hope it's good. And then we get the other two. Uh, we're going to get a Mandalorian movie, which is supposed to be a uh, culmination of all of these stories that have been happening on the uh, Disney Plus shows. Mm. So I I don't think that means that the Disney Plus shows are going to uh, stop, but I'm that should be the end of like Mandalorian and Grogu and sure. Isn't Ray going to be in that? That's the other movie. Oh. Still one more. Okay. But yeah, uh, Dave Filoni's going to direct it. I mean, he's been doing Star Wars stuff, I don't know, for 15 years now. So, sure. I, I can't get that excited about it because of um, The Mandalorian Season 3. Because, boy, we'll, we'll get to it. But what a tight two seasons that was. And then just an inconsistent... Well, I'm um, an episode behind, so... Well, I'm still going to talk about it, so I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. Good, because it saved me the time. Then. No, you got to watch it. I will watch it, but now I know what to watch for. Yeah, and then the third one is going to be uh, Ray is Returning. It's going to be taking place 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. Going to be titled in my notes, where is it? New Jedi Order. Ah. Where she will be training a new generation of Jedi. Because that's always gone so well in the past. Yeah, Star-, Star Wars is cyclical. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I mean, of, you know, the issues with the sequel trilogy, like, she's not one of them. Like, I, I still like her. Like, I thought she was a solid actress, and, like, they gave, a, I mean, by the last one, they were giving her weird stuff to do, but it's not her fault. So if she, you know, I think she's capable. I overall find the character interesting. Again, hope it's good. That's all yeah. I want out of anything, because I'm, I'm getting a little uh, disillusioned by Star Wars right now, so... If we could have uh, more stuff that I'm interested in, that'd be nice. And then we got um, there was a there was a leaked trailer for I think it was the Acolyte that I watched. It was just like someone in the audience that filmed it. I'm like, okay, cool, like whatever. It's another Star Wars show. But then we got an official release for the whole world to see of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And okay, do you like Inquisitors? Do you like people who want to be Sithy? Some pithy Sithy, perhaps. Yeah, I mean there are. 
certainly people that are uh, pretty excited about this one because it's going to be dealing with Thrawn and the specific term of heir to the Empire is thrown out, which is the book trilogy that Thrawn um, originally came in that everyone who read them seems to love, never read them, don't have an opinion. But it's kind of um, my issue with a lot of uh, current Star Wars stuff where it feels like, hey, if you want to enjoy this, you got to do your homework. So I, I hope it's good, yeah. but I, I can't get that excited about it. We got... um. These two individuals uh, running around with brand new lightsabers, orange. Mm. Gray Jedi. Yeah, I, I've seen it. It's like, it's supposed to be a dark Jedi. I'm like, isn't that just a Sith? They're like, no, it's different. I'm like, oh, no, it's a like, gray Jedi. I don't know. I mean, while the trailer looks good, I just, I'm going into this a little, with a little trepidation um, based on, like I said, it's just the homework of it. And I'm, you know, I'm working my way through the animated stuff a piece at a time. You know whose fault this really is? Mine. No. Um, <laughs> I really blame the original Clone Wars movie. I like that was the first thing that came out. It's not even chronologically first in that story, but I went to theaters and I saw that and it was really bad. And then I had no interest in following up on the animated stuff because that movie was just awful, like unbearable. And I was like, well, I'm not going to watch the show if this is like what it is. Hmm. Turns out it's a it's a low point for it. And the like the show, I mean, I haven't seen all of them. Like I haven't seen like a second of Rebels or the Bad Batch because I'm still working through Clone Wars. But what they presented me with, what I went to the theater and I was like excited to see it was so bad. And now I'm playing catch up like 15 years later. I was like, God damn it. I don't know. I don't have a, I hope it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Once, <laughs> I think that's the theme of tonight. Like, just please be good. Don't suck. Please don't suck because I'm going to spend money on it. <laughs> I sound like Jeb Bush. Please clap. Wow. That's a new low for you. <laughs> Pandering to attention. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I even like the actor. Like, I like Rosario. Um, I didn't even recognize him at first. I like Ray Stevenson. Like, he's a fun guy. Oh yeah, he's very fun when he pops up in different things. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how the action goes. Like, it looks a he looks a little stiff. Well, remember they also were able to use they were able to find a way to make Christopher Lee like look like he could handle a lightsaber. Ian McDermott also made him look like he could handle a lightsaber. So, I mean, did they? They look silly. It's a lot of close-ups, then uh, cutting away when the stunt actors are real far away. It's one of the few people that really put it to Samuel L. Jackson, though. Lit his ass up. Here's a weird one. Yep. Um, and I go, this is one where I just give it a straight why. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Um, Rick and Morty is getting an anime. Why? Yeah. I thought Rick and Morty just got shit-canned because of... Oh, no. They're, 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 it's just uh, that one guy who's gone, and oh, okay. uh, they'll just recast the voice. Oh, all right. there you go. There, who put it out? There was some, I don't remember if it was like Esquire or GQ or like maybe even like Hollywood Reporter Variety. I don't remember. I don't remember who did it, but like they put it like a big expose of like all of his behind the scenes shenanigans. And he basically hasn't been doing anything for years aside from uh, just recording the voices and telling everyone about his threesomes. Okay. So I, I don't really think the show's got changed, but it was like the show is already like weird and wacky and can kind of do whatever that's kind of like what the show thrives on is like the ability to essentially do whatever like adventure time why why are you doing a spinoff i mean i guess to double down on it but it, it felt like a weird decision it's like why have oh, one thing that makes a lot of money when you can have two things that make a lot of money just focus on the one thing and make it good like it doesn't it's not like these episodes come out fast either. Like there's often like long waits in between seasons. Like just do one, focus on the one, make the one thing good. I don't, I mean, I'll check it out when it comes out, yeah. but it's, I was more uh, befuddled than anything. I'm bewildered, befuddled, perplexed. All right. Get in there. You're doing a good <laughs> job. I'm proud of you. Penguin oh, had yes. its first kind of trailer. 
It was half like, look, we're in production. Look at this. It's Colin Farrell and his makeup. Um, I kind of forgot how heavily the Batman leans into is like, oh, Gotham is just supposed to be New York. Well, like they have that like shot going away from what's essentially Manhattan of it just being flooded. It was like, oh, oh that's right. Yes, but that's a thing that happened at the end of the Batman movie. It's, it was more just the shot. I'm like, that's right. This is supposed to be New York, isn't it? Well, I mean, isn't that the classic trope that like Metropolis is supposed to be New York City in the daytime and Gotham is New York City at night? Yeah, that that's uh, one. I mean, I th- I think I. Originally, Gotham was in Jersey, and then they kind of oh. backed away from that. Everything entirely. is in New Jersey. But I think it's, yeah, Colin Farrell looks good, and I think it's he'll be a fun character to follow. And it, you know, I mean, hopefully Batman pops up in this at some point. But I, th- I don't know. I think it's an interesting way to go because I mean, so often the Batman movies become about the villain versus Batman. So this one's just fully leaning into it. Like, yeah, it's just about the villain. Well, I mean, the Joker. I know you love that movie. Oh yeah, my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. All 27 endings of it. It's more endings than the Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's what I said on the way out. I know. (laughs) I was pissed. You were not happy. I didn't like that movie. (laughs) You were very upset with that movie. Oh, God. You're still at war with that movie. I haven't gone back to look at as much of like a clip of it since we saw it that one time. And I I don't see that happening in the future. Oh, there you go. I don't know. It's Colin Farrell. He's an awesome actor. And like underneath that makeup, boy, you can't tell it's him. Remember that time he played Bullseye? Love it. Fantastic. <laughs> He's so arch in that. He's just like, she made me miss. <laughs> just pointing at him. Yeah. <laughs> His bullseye. Like, yes, we get it, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the subtle performance. There's another Game of Thrones show coming. Oh, is there now? I This is one of those ones. So, I mean, there are right now, like, the main book series. I've read all of those. And then there's a couple of, like, these spinoff ones. Like, one was... Um, blood and fire which is what house of the dragons based off of never read the book it's supposed to my understanding of it it's supposed to kind of be like the Silmarillion in an encyclopedia so i'm like cool not gonna do that that sounds boring i want to read this reference book yeah and then there's this other one which i know even less about called duncan egg but the insanely long title i like the duncan like duncan donuts not duncan egg dunk and egg oh the show will be called game of thrones a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. There's two goddamn colons in that title. It's a long-ass title. Two colons. I only need one. Sure. I mean, why not? House of the Dragon is overall enjoyable. I, I got, you know, this was kind of a weirdly structured season. A bunch of time jumps that I didn't care for, but I didn't even remember. Did you watch that? I watched the first part of it, like the first four or five episodes. I couldn't remember if, <laughs> if we talked about it or not. We did. We were watching it for the show for a little bit. Sure, why not? Another Game of Thrones show. This this is the the theme of the day. Is uh, We're just going to keep on recycling things. Hey, it made us money once. We're going to keep on just going to hammer this into the ground. Is this the table dick slamming you were referring to with HBO Max? Oh, yeah. Because also, and oh. we talked about this last week, um, it has been officially confirmed that HBO... Oh, by the way, it's just called Max now with, with the merger. Oh, just Max. Yeah. Uh, new price tiers were released. Uh, it doesn't really affect me. Like the one, Does the it, one above what I have is like for like 4K. I'm like, cool. I don't have a 4K t- TV, so that doesn't really matter. Except um, for everyone who shares my HBO login, there can only be two streams happening at a time. Oh, well, there you go. So if you people on my HBO Max account, <laughs> why are you looking at me? Uh, um, fuck with anything that I'm doing. I'm changing the password, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it. So I'm just gonna. Hey, are you watching? Are you watching the Max right now? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just called Max, which is 
stupid name. It's, like Max Headroom? Yes, like Max Headroom. That was a good pool. To me, it just said, like, it's the name of an extreme 90s teen. Max Headroom? No, just Max. Oh. Well, Max is Goofy's son's name. An extreme 90s teen. Yeah, clearly. His friend made the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Or when um, Homer Simpson illegally changed his name to Max Powers. That's, that's a powerful <laughs> name. That's a strong name. No no pun intended with a powerful name. It's a strong name. It's, it's a name that commands respect. But, anywho, if I ever get around to this bit of news um a harry potter show has been officially confirmed we talked about this already well it that was kind of the rumor it's going to be uh one book one season they basically have a 10-year plan for more harry potter potter more more potter yeah because a uh, fantastic beast wasn't working so do it again something i'm curious about and the thing that the internet is annoyed about one people are like why are you doing this again but the other like the big thing is uh jk rowling is going to be serving as an executive producer but here's what's interesting about that and what I don't know the answer to. Yeah. With the Fantastic Beast movies, um, I mean, whether she, I think at least in one of them she had help, but like she wrote those scripts and whatever deal she worked out, she basically had final say on everything. Like, so no one could go in and say an editor. Yeah. And that's probably why those movies kind of fell apart is because there, w- there were no other voices that could help do anything. Not, to, you know, that's one of those like studio interference, blah, 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 whatever. But she had like final creative control over those movies and they fell apart. And I'm curious uh, what level she is going to have as an executive producer. Like, was she able to like ink a similar deal? Not that I think she's going to, you know, write seven seasons of television, but it's kind of unclear how much control she is going to have over this i'm going to say a lot probably especially where one of her quotes was i want to it's going to remain true to the source material yeah and like they tried to buy her out but like her uh, buyout price was um astronomical redonkadonk would it be uh magical no is she casting a spell over them i personally don't i'm not really a a harry potter person yeah i don't really care i'm probably not going to watch it it's fair. Like, unless, like, my wife is like, let's watch this, then I'll do it. But beyond that, like, I mean, this is just it's this weird thing that HBO is doing right now. Like, oh, man, like, we, we got to dump all this content. Like, by the like, look up how many movies are disappearing off of HBO Max this month. It's insane. Like, just the amount of content they're dumping and, like, all they're doing is just recycling old stuff. Like, oh, um, we're going to get in the business of you know, redoing the Lord of the Rings. We're going to redo Harry Potter. It's just like, this shit worked once. We're going to do it again. Why? Yeah. Well... I mean, the jury's out if it's really worked or not yet with Lord of the Rings. Like, well, yeah, because I mean, they're all we know is remakes are happening. Yes, they're like, we got money, we're gonna spend it. Time to go. It's it's just not interesting. It's just retreading old ground, and they're and like one of the things is like this is gonna be a like a very faithful adaptation of the books. Like, weren't the movies pretty faithful? I was gonna say they were pretty darn faithful. I felt like I don't, I don't know. It's it, it feels um. I mean, clearly this has been going on for a while now, like, you know, remakes, reboots, whatever, like, but it feels like um, HBO is doubling down on that hard and also, like, getting rid of new stuff and getting rid of old stuff. Like I said, look, look at how much stuff is, there's like a hundred movies leaving this month. Yes. It's wild. I don't know. I got, um... Gotta make room on the server, baby. Or just buy a bigger server. I I have no, I don't know. Could it be good? Sure. Yeah. But, like... I I didn't really care the first time around, and I care less the second. Yeah, I'm ambivalent. You love those goddamn books. I do, but I don't, again, I don't know if, I think the movies are solid too. I don't know why we have to go back and rehash it. So, but hey, if people want it and people like it and they want to consume it, then by all means. I just don't know if I'm going to consume it. I mean, especially going off of like uh, that Lord of the Rings, that Rings of Power report from last week. It's like, 
Yeah, people checked it out and then immediately stopped. But again, I think it was the, like you had pointed out, where yeah, it was, I, I don't know. It I, was serial and not like dropped all at once, so it was harder to binge. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know how to read streaming numbers yet. Like, I don't know if I'm ever really going to have a, a good sense of it. I don't know if they are going to have a good sense of it either. Yeah, I, I'm sure they know more than I do, but like, I, I find what streaming numbers mean. Uh, I mean, it's not inconsequential, but I. I don't think you can look at it as quite a one-to-one of like, oh, this movie had um, this much of a box office drop in like week two compared to like what their budget is and blah, blah. Like that stuff's easier to read. Yes. Like that's more tangible than like how you release stuff on uh, streaming platforms and what that means for returns. I mean, I think part of the reason like why like all these like CBS shows are rated so high is because a bunch of like nursing homes turn them on and never turn them off. That's a good point. That's a great point. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. More, uh, more Harry Potter. Daytime's number one show, but it's going against what? Jerry Springer, Judge Judy, and those shows are both gone now. That's true. There is a there is a Jerry Springer. There's a show where Jerry Springer is Judge Jerry now. Didn't know that. Yeah, I learned that when I was on my ski vacation. It was on a TV, and I was like, "This is horrible." And last bit of news of the week. Holy shit! <laughs> Clearly not. Um, there was so much more news, but you know, had to draw the line somewhere. The Continental had its first teaser. This is a prequel, uh, three part event that's going to happen on peacock a prequel to john wick i have not seen any i, just, I haven't seen the whole john wick series yet. i just rewatched the first one this week those I are fun i haven't seen it since it came out i was and i haven't seen the fourth one um but i was like really like oh this it's a real master class in world building like the way they that first movie goes about it i'm like oh that's i kind of forgot how good it was yeah like i mean it's not just the action it's just that universe is so well developed and it's done so organically and like you learn the rules of it organically like as john wick learns about different rules of the continental like we learn about the rules and we are it's not like well he's he's lived in it and now it's just like the way it's presented to the audience it's not like it's not just like exposition after exposition it's like we understand it as the movie presents it and it's i forgot how good that fucking movie is i'm gonna watch the other two baby yaga Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, whatever. No one's like Baby Yaga. That's like Baby Yoda. I mean, we're just trying to like <laughs> jump on the trend. Um, I mean, the, the teaser doesn't give much. It, it's quick. It's pretty brief. But I, I, I like the idea that it's only in three parts versus like an entire like yeah. drawn out thing. Like, no, like we're going to put our money into this. We're going <laughs> to make it look good. I love that. I'm here for a tasting. It's just a bunch of guns. Oh, for dessert, you might want to try this. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's, and I'm a big fan of not leaving my house to watch stuff, so even better. You're just a big fan of not leaving your house, period. Yeah, yeah. TV's big enough, that's fine. <laughs> it can come to me. There you go. I'm going to go, Um, I don't think I told you, I think it's like the last Sunday of the month, I'm going to go to a free screening of Batman, like the 89 Batman. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I also like that it's free. Yes, that's what, things to get Zach to leave his house. Booze and free. <laughs> I would have paid to go. Like, I've never seen Batman on the big screen. I'd have paid to do that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's free, so even better. Yay! Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I know how it ends, though. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. You wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? (laughs) Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? (sighs) That was a marathon news session. This is why we're not talking about a comic this week. Also, Jared didn't read it. But thank God, because this would have been like a five-hour show. Yeah, all right. So we're going to move on from there to weird Movie facts. Ooh, movies. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. 
This is a quick one. I don't really know how to expand this. Okay, then. So we'll just do it with us. As I said, we are talking um, a good amount about Universal Monsters this week with the Frankenstein poster. Dracula's daughter. Also, Renfield is in theaters this weekend. I'm going to go see that bad boy. I'm going to see that as a matinee on Saturday. Very cool. Yeah, it works out well. Get the matinee in, then I'm back at home in time to watch the Celtics in the playoffs. Mm. So big Universal Monsters. So let's talk about um, one of my uh, favorite weird Universal Monster movie facts and also one of the saddest. Okay. Uh, so originally, uh, the third kind of franchise to kick off it went like Dracula, Frankenstein, then they did The Mummy, which brought back Boris Karloff. Uh, that movie stands on its own. Like, it's just a single. But there, there were a, a whole other series of Mummy movies, which is more of, like, traditionally what people think. When you see the Karloff one, like, he's barely in the bandages. He's walking around, talking, doing stuff. The kind of traditional image of a mummy that people think of is Lon Chaney Jr., who also played the Wolfman. Yes, I know that because Warren Zevon told me. Great. <laughs> good tune and i think there are like four or five of those i think there were four they're all okay at best like whatever like they're totally watchable whatever but lon chaney jr is in all this makeup and he had such a miserable time doing it he had them uh, install a flask inside of his costume and a straw that ran into his mouth now we're talking that's that's <laughs> proactive <laughs> think that's problem solving right there man because he was so miserable filming and again he did this like four times like filming those movies he was so miserable under like all that prosthetics that he was just constantly drunk and had them uh get the booze to him faster well can you imagine someone like at any job doing that now like hey i need you to install me a booze apparatus i would love that i would hey if i knew i wouldn't get fired tomorrow if i asked for a booze apparatus i would certainly do that immediately yeah so he was basically just drunk through the filming of yes. all which i mean works because all he has to do is like he's kind of like staggering with a limp and well like, no just it's perfect because dragging like, his feet around he doesn't, yeah he doesn't have to act he's actually doing the stagger organically because he's toasted he's absolutely fucking ripped he's on the sauce he sauced himself up so i think it's funny if you ever watch those movies just know that um he is just sucking down just vodka yeeted through. baby yeeted <laughs> Uh, through a straw. Yes, and, please. And also, if you uh, look at him later in life, you go, yeah, that's a man that's had a drink or two. Uh, yeah, clearly, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he didn't look well at the end. Well, we... Or for a while. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is my weird movie fact of the week. Uh, Lon Chaney Jr., constantly drunk as the mummy. All right, there you go. All right, so from being constantly drunk to some sweet-ass dunks, it's time for Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. And we're going to start off on the ice. With the Boston Bruins, they set the all-time NHL single-season wins and points record. They finished the regular season 64-12-5. Five overtime losses. 133 points. Scored on the season, unbelievable, unbelievable season for the Boston Bruins. That is obviously, a crazy record. That is, a, yeah. Again, no team, no other team has won more than the Boston Bruins in the history of the NHL in a single season. So, they're all set. They're getting ready to go on to the playoffs. They just wrapped up their season with a win over Montreal. In baseball news, the Boston Red Sox are well. They are five and six on the season. They're not very good right now. They're not good, period. They're Let me tell you all the Red Sox players I can name. And we're done. Kiki Hernandez. Is Alex it? Verdugo. You could Chris just, Sale. You could have been like... Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> yeah. 
I was, I was like, Keith, Max, Max Power. Keith underscore. We're like, oh, yeah, Keith <laughs> underscore. What a great player. Uh, underscore. They're down 8-4 to four to the Tampa Bay Rays as we record this. The Rays, the they're undefeated through the first 11, probably be the first 12 games of the season. So Red Sox uh, slow to go out of the gates. So there's that. NFL draft coming up around the corner. Patriots uh, continue to have to put out some fires. The most recent one was that the Patriots have been shopping or had been shopping around Mac Jones. Varying reports, but Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk said there was truth to that. But beat re- beat writers Mike Reese of the of ESPN used to be of the Boston Globe, but of uh, ESPN, who's the Patriots beat writer, was like, nope, that's not true. So some interesting uh, drama brewing in Foxborough again. Yippee ki John Rom wins the Masters. He beat Brooks Kepka. I know uh, these names. You do you? No, oh. I have no idea. Who Phil Nicholson. He came in second. Of course, the big controversy. I between... recognize that. I actually recognize that name. Oh, there you go. Uh, Tiger Woods had to withdraw after making the cut. He's made 24 consecutive cuts at the Masters, tying Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer for best all time at the Masters as far as making cuts. Tiger has only missed the cut once. It was the first time he ever competed in the Masters. He was an amateur. Two years later, came back, won the tournament. Uh, but he made the cut and had to withdraw because of uh, he was just he, you could watch he couldn't even walk all i know about the masters is trees are coming to kill you oh tree yeah trees falling yeah it's not not very good did i show you the video of that no no but did you see the video of that yes wild yeah the man who's just like happens like it <laughs> lands like, literally around him he's like yeah but the tv goes watch out <laughs> he's like cuz you're going st- <laughs> to but it, it's funny because one of the rules at Augusta National Golf Club is that you cannot run, but you see all these people fast walking away from a falling tree, not running. They're like, oh, don't want to – because you can actually be uh, – if you get caught breaking the rules at Augusta, you can be banned for life or even prosecuted because <laughs> it's part of your ticket to not do those things under you know fullest you know, potential punishable extent of the law. Shuffling away. Another interesting thing we learned about Tiger Woods uh, that – a couple of years ago, not too long after his surgery, one of his first tournaments back, he had to withdraw from a tournament because a screw in his leg or ankle had pierced his skin because he had it in his reconstructed ankle and leg. So that's disgusting. So there you go. <laughs> Great. Uh, what else for weird sport, um, sports reports? Talked about the Bruins, talked about the Red Sox, talked about the Patriots, talked about the Masters. So really, this is just New England sports reports. Well, the Masters takes place in Augusta, Georgia, so it's not like just that yeah that's pretty much it and then you got the boston celtics they're heading in as the two seed and they are going to get oh atlanta (laughs) i was gonna let you get there yourself yes yeah oh uh, we're not quite it is play-in week this week yes um also end of the season always like it's so crazy like seeing like all these like betting like websites like oh like we're gonna like bet this this like the last game of the season i i wouldn't bet a dollar because you have no idea what's gonna happen Definitely the weirdest stuff to come out of it was with the Timberwolves, uh, where Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson in a timeout. But what's funny is after after that had finished, co- like the COVID pandemic was officially declared over in the United States. Rudy Gobert started it when he licked the microphone, and yeah, it touched every, every single one of them. Everything comes back to the beginning. Yeah, uh, Rudy Gobert seems like a prick. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just like a pain in the ass to deal with. But after that, I forgot. Oh, God. Who punched a wall and broke their hand? I totally forget now. Oh, yeah. But he screwed himself up, too. Uh, So Gobert got a one-game suspension. They went into the playing game against the Lakers, and Gobert's not there. The Lakers played an awful game, but still uh, squeaked it out somehow. Yeah. And just, sure, beat the Timberwolves. All right. Lakers are uh, the number seven seed. And then just my pure elation watching um, Heat and Hawks uh, go for the, the play in and everyone was expecting the Heat to walk away with it. And uh, they went down by as much as 24. 
Jimmy Butler couldn't hit a goddamn layup to save his life. Well, Jimmy Butler also promised, like he hashtag he, heat culture, baby. Well, hashtag he, heat culture. Jimmy Butler also said that they were he guaranteed that they were going to win. So <laughs> in the, in the, the post game presser is like, yeah, uh, we just need to do the opposite of everything that we did tonight. <laughs> yeah, no but good. I was thrilled to see the Heat lose. Although after watching how bad they played, maybe we should hope for them winning. Yeah, so they'll be so the Hawks are in the seventh seed. I mean, comparatively, uh, Celtics played them four times this year, uh, won every single game. Compared to the Heat, it was a two and two series. The Heat is on. No, the Heat was off. The Heat, <laughs> the, the heat is was, on the off season now. Oh man! Oh, there was all. Was this last week uh, talking about like the Mavs tanking, and now they're being investigated by the league? Yes, they are. You're not supposed to like say that you're resting players. Yep. But um. Everyone definitely does it. Like, oh man, they have a a lower back stiffness, or oh, th- that knee's not feeling yep. great. Like, there's always those fake reasons. But the fact that the Mavs were like, yeah, we're no, we're, we're just sitting them. Yeah, hilarious. Um, and uh, my expectation of Kyrie not being on that team next year, which will uh, make it his shortest stint on a team yet, just just a toxic presence. Ah, <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, it's never not funny to me. Oh man, I was I was so happy watching that the Heat get their asses kicked last night. Yes, I'm sure. You, I mean, I know you were because you texted me about it. <laughs> what I said to my wife was like, "You can't spell Heat without hate." I don't like that team. Yeah, that's true. You you can't do that. Am I the first one to think of that? Uh, probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'd say uh, there's a zero percent chance I'm the first, but yeah, I don't like that team, and I'm uh was happy to see them lose. So <sighs> gentle about it. Apparently, you also don't like you don't like Atlanta either. I, I'm kind of ambivalent to them, like. I believe your term was sweep, sweep, sweep. My man over here is excited. You've been waiting a whole year for a chance at redemption. It's what, like I'm never gonna go, like go online and like yell at like other people like for their fandom. But with you within the four walls of these house, I am um, I am a mean spirited sports fan. I want to raise my team up and I want to tear everyone else you're, down. You're you're beyond fanatic. <laughs> you're a real laundry hater. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but if you're good and come to our team, welcome. <laughs> Hey, you know what you can do? Why don't you go offer to water, water Jalen Brown's plants for him? <laughs> How does he cut his hand that bad watering some plants? I once had a I once had an athlete on my track team who had stitches in their hand because they put it through a plate glass table. Table. I'm like, that's not probably what really happened, but that's a really good cover story. I did. Um, it was coming back up. Uh, you did, Jalen Brown uh, got five stitches in his hand after uh, he broke a vase watering. But people are. Um, laughing because like literally a month ago he sent out a tweet that was just like water your plants <laughs> yeah water, apparently water them carefully yes so far the plan just tickling me enjoying it so far jason yeah. tin was the scoring leader this year in the nba correct he was yeah yeah so yeah he, uh, followed by Embiid. yeah so he won the scoring title who will probably um i think mb will get mvp but i think so but tatum winning the scoring title pretty cool yeah all right uh that it yep all right we're gonna move on from there finally oh to some topics let's start. some topics let's start with the mando minute mando minute all right let's let's just deal with it whatever episode last week was that you was know, that episode that everybody loves it was funny that it was called hired guns because of the amount of cameos in it also, some of the really mean-spirited tweets at Lizzo. Can we just say that's not... There was some really mean shit thrown at Lizzo. Well... And I also want to try and play that weird game. She can't game. act for shit. Oh, my God. Can she not act? Um, so, But I'd love to play that weird-ass game where they were bouncing things off those weird space 
like critters and the balls through yeah. the, the hoops. That looked like fun. I, I liked, um, but also Grogu was helping her cheat. So I, I, mean. I did like her design. I also liked that she had like this like part of her costume was like this like regal screen behind her. So yeah. she, I thought that was funny. I mean, there there are parts of this episode that I like, but I my theory for like the Star Wars stuff, like I don't care if famous people are in Star Wars. Like famous people have been in Star Wars before and they've been good. But when you're dealing with like these smaller roles, I think the rule has to be you get one, one per episode if you're gonna do it. Like this had three. Like the week before, it was like, oh, there's Tim Meadows. That's awesome. I love Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. And then this week, I was like, that's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lizzo, Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And I I had three different um kind of tiers with them. For like when like those doors open and they walk into Epcot Center <laughs> and like Jack Black is sixty feet away blurry in the background. He just has such a distinct like shape bo- body. I was just like, that's Jack Black. <laughs> like well before like we actually like revealed that it was Jack Black. Uh when we got to Christopher Lloyd, so we have like guy I could recognize blurry in the background. Then yeah. we get to Christopher Lloyd. It took me like two minutes to be like Holy shit, he looks terrible. Well, he's he's up there in age. I mean, yeah, he he's he's very old. I legitimately didn't recognize him at first. You're gonna you're gonna hate me for saying my new favorite meme. It's Christopher Lloyd. It was he was in the Mandalorian. He was also a man in the DeLorean. I hate that. <laughs> um, and then there was Lizzo, and this will um kind of show my uh, new music ignorance. Basically, since I discovered podcasts like in 2012, I haven't heard new music. So anything after 2012, if you're a musician, I don't know what's happened. To be fair, though, every, things before 2012, you still were very much stuck in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. You like what you like. I do. But yeah, so basically, if there's music that happened after 2012 and you're a new artist, I, I know nothing about you. Uh, I think Lizzo's latest jam or the most popular jam she's got going on right now. I haven't heard a single song of hers uh, well, once. I know we can't play it on the show uh, like legally, but I don't. Then don't do it. <laughs> don't make me do more editing work. Uh, well, no, it's. Not, I mean, you'll be able to cut it out pretty easily. Okay, so just ignoring me then. Oh, sorry, I confused Lizzo with Lotto. There's this a is lot- Lotto, L A T T O. I don't know who that is. It's this this person here. Okay, all right. This is Lizzo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she has a good voice. Yes. There you go. Oh, she also has rumors with Cardi B. Okay, let's can stop now. All right. Oh, there you go. See, I'm yeah. sure everyone else listening to this knows who Lizzo is. So my reactions were: Jack Black can find can figure him out from a ways away. Christopher Lloyd took me a couple of minutes because he just uh, he's he's aged. And then there was Lizzo. I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I could tell it's some kind of stunt casting because this individual cannot act. Nope. Oh boy, could she not act? <laughs> I mean, I saw a thing like on like um, Instagram. She's like, you know, this is like my dad's favorite thing. Like we watched it together. It made me cry doing this. So like, if she had a good time, great, good for her. But it it was just too too much stunt casting in one episode. You get one. You get one Tim Meadows. There's only one. T- only one. And also Tim like. Meadows. I have a hard time, I mean, aside from Lizzo, who was a just horrible actor, which I, I don't really need to dwell on, but like, I couldn't tell if Jack Black and Christopher Lloyd were bad in this because this was such a tonally inconsistent episode, like from scene to scene, like doing this like weird, like happy little Epcot, like perfect life thing of like Jack Black doing his like regular yes. Jack Black mannerisms and whatever. But then we go to like this weird noir world with the droids. And part of that I liked, like I did... um 
I kind of forgot until this episode, like that Din Djarin's supposed to hate droids. So I, I uh, got a laugh out of him just like kicking them. <laughs> I love, I love the I scene the where, where they were showing like, they were showing all the droids malfunctioning in the different ways that they were creating havoc. I don't want to put away this trash. Yeah. The one he drew, the one, uh, the one battle droid that drove the speeder into the wall. But then we also have giving away the dark saber and like that fight at the end. And it was, and also that weird, like, Mon Calamari and that other race just, yes. like, making out with their weird little tentacles. It was, it was yeah. just, it was so, t- what am I looking at? Oh, that's mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very mean. Just showed me a, a tweet about um, yeah, again, someone's reaction. Yeah. yeah, people were jerks about this. I thought it was fun. I couldn't even tell if it was fun. It was just, the episode was so all over the place. It, it, it just, was. It didn't. It was a weird... I'm, long roundabout way to just get the dark saber into Bo-Katan's hands. I'm That's fine. all that episode was. Well, it was also like three other things. That's the problem with it. It wasn't one thing. It was just it was a hodgepodge. Yeah, it felt we- like I'm not against doing one-off stories or even like, oh, you want to go do a noir story? Great, go do that. That's fine. Like I'm not against that. It was just that it was. It wasn't just that. It was multiple things that just it didn't mesh. No, it did not. And I think maybe Jack Black could be like an interesting character who's like weird and eccentric in this world that's like very serious. Like I'm fine, like it's good like you'll find in most like media, like something is overly serious, you're gonna get that comic relief element. I think Christopher Lloyd could have been interesting. Like he's a good actor. But yes. when you just mash it all together, it just didn't work. It didn't work in one episode. Like these are elements that could have worked separately, but just didn't work together. Well, Fortunately, there's only one more week of The Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you haven't watched uh, this week's No, but spoil yet. it for me. I'm going to watch it anyway. But I heard that this was one of the better episodes of the season. Yeah. It feels focused. Like, they're doing uh, Moff Gideon's back, and they're definitely going out of their way to try and, like, show, like, how um, uh, the First Order was formed. They're also definitely bending over backwards for finding a way for Palpatine to return or in whatever the hell Snoke was. Yeah. So, I mean, so there's it definitely feels like um an, an attempt to right some wrongs. And there's interesting stuff there like the Mandalorian factions getting together. Uh Grogu gets to live inside IG88's old body. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he's like Krang. Yes, essentially he's Krang and there are two buttons in there and one says yes and one says no. Oh. And, and he's just he's a little pain in the ass. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and a lot of no's. No, 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 no. Do you so my feeling too, like the more I'm reflecting on reflecting on this season of The Mandalorian, I think this season of The Mandalorian got screwed over by Book of Boba Fett. Because the cool storytelling that we could have gotten from season two or season three of The Mandalorian got stolen by having to repair and kind of the Book of Boba Fett was just Mandalorian season two and a half. That's all it was. Yeah a lot of flashbacks of like, a man on attack like a panther oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's interesting i like um moff gideon getting his own like beskar armor i also find it's weird that like they have um in the retaking of mandalore it's just like oh by the way there was an imperial base here all along and we just build a bunch of fucking tie fighters pew pew and um uh shit dad meets his end oh poor shit dad <laughs> farewell shit dad we i don't know kind of knew you there was a a good visual indicator. I like uh, his his laser minigun, 
when it gets overheated, like the entire thing gets like red hot. So I thought that was a, a cool visual touch. And it is a, it is a pretty well done, interesting episode, but there's only next week's the finale and feels like there's a lot of stuff to finish. It, it just, it, it, it feels like kind of too little too late. Like, yeah. Yeah. This was a pretty good episode, but like, it's not, it's not salvaging how inconsistent the season has been, which is too bad because those first two seasons were pretty tight. Like they yes. w- weren't entirely tight. Like there was definitely, um, we're setting up our spinoff shows aspects of, uh, season two. That's a pretty tight show. Like we're set, like, you know, we got to set up Ahsoka. We got to set up, um, Book of Boba Fett, but still like we got a satisfying arc of, Dinjarin like taking in Grogu yeah and eventually giving him to Luke to get his training like that's a solid yes. complete arc and this has just felt so inconsistent and floundering and it's things I don't care about like and I've seen the argument of saying like oh like Jack Black and Eliza were fun it's like I like fun is fun but I want like well I don't even think it was fun it was distracting but even if it is fun like is the fun coming at the expense of telling the story and I don't know if we've reached that point yet I, I mean that's Part of, I mean, this new format of like, especially in streaming shows of like, well, you don't have a 22 episode season, so you don't have time to do these kind of one-off stories, but no, yeah, this week was, but like the first two seasons of the Mandalorian were kind of like, he was, had an overarching goal that we kind of knew what he was going for. But every time that like he went to take steps forward every week was like, in order to make the next step, you've got to go to this planet and do this little side quest. Like it was that had some fun to it because it was building him up. This is like, I've forgotten what the perp, like what was his goal? The goal at the beginning of the season, it was like to be reinstated and, you know, bathe in the living waters of Mandalorian. He did that in the third episode. What is he doing since then? And there's all like, um, Bo-Katan has like this whole thing about like what she did to like how Moff Gideon got the dark saber. And I'm sitting there watching like, I can't tell if you're just recapping things that have happened or if this is new information. Like, I'm a relatively big Star Wars fan, but I'm sitting back and going, like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah. Which probably isn't the reaction you should be having to a show. I don't know, man. Yeah, this this week was good, but, like, the season as a whole has done, like, significant damage to, like, uh, my excitement level. Yeah. And especially coming off of, like, I mean, Andor was a really enjoyable show. Book of Boba Fett was mess like i don't know i'm i'm more forgiving of marvel shows i guess because like i'm because they're comic books like i'm used to that format like comics come out literally every week it's been going on forever they splinter off in a bunch of different ways like i'm i'm used to that in like a comic world but like star wars before was like an event yes and now i'm just like feel like i'm just like getting dragged down that's not a good feeling nah um i don't know it's been a bad season i have not uh even like i said this this week was pretty good but it, there's just there's been so much stink on it that I'm not excited. But you know what's not dragging me down? Oh uh, yeah, let's yes, let's change our tone. Yes, into <laughs> our weekly um, uh, universal praise. <laughs> I'm more upset that ne- hey, I need to play a new theme. Oh sorry. Oh, we have a theme. Well, no, I just it's gonna be the screaming at streaming. Mando gets his own. Oh, okay, this one just gets screaming at streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope, we're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Picard, episode eight. Yes, the penultimate, penultimate episode. Yeah, by the time this comes out, episode nine will be out for uh, all you listeners out there. Unless you subscribe to Patreon, then you get it early. So jacked up for it. And then, like, are you really listening to a new podcast at, like, 10 at night? I don't know. You never know. (laughs) We like our diehards. Man, again... 
I say it every week, but this show just hits. It hits. Yeah, this it slaps, as the kids say. Mm. I mean, Riker got slapped around. Yeah, he did. So many good little scenes and vignettes, and I, I know I got excited at like the first title of the season, which is just the next generation. I'm like, awesome, yeah. love it, perfect. This I loved this this title. I loved it because it's so deceptive. Oh I, yeah, I lo- the, the episode was titled "Surrender," and like you know, the, the Titans been taken over by the Changelings. Like you know, all hope is lost. Like you think that they're going to have to surrender. That's not what the surrender is. No, and I fucking love that. That was oh. that was just smart. Like how often do you like? I got excited about a title. How often do you get excited about a title? Like you clever bastards. Oh, I mean, all of, every title has been spot on. The but, but this one was like deceptive in the best way. Yes, and I loved that. I mean, there's just so many great things that happen in this episode. Again, like. It's what we've all kind of like went after you, uh, like, there's such a big, and I've said it before, a lot of the major music cues are nemesis music cues. Yeah, I mean, they're like, re- recycling everything. Yeah, but just, like, take away what was happening on the ship with Vatic and take away, like, all that. To me, this episode really hummed, and it was weird because it wasn't with Picard being the center of the episode because i don't really feel like he was the center of this episode this episode hummed with the other parts that were going on well it hummed with roy uh with with Riker and troy in the holding cell what a great scene i love that i also like her making fun of like the whole imzadi thing yes i should have taught you another word yeah i forget whatever what does that mean oversized baby yeah (laughs) but like the genuine healing and like to really like finally hear troy talk about you know her side of it and how she was wearing riker's guilt and having to like i loved that scene in the holding cell and then the payoff to that scene was war fantastic I, I, yeah i love unbelievable i mean you knew that Worf was gonna save them and you knew like when it was gonna happen but i, I love that <laughs> they, they haven't touched on that weird relationship from season seven, like in any of the movies or no. anything. And he just opens up, like goes like on a like, two minute monologue, like wave after wave. <laughs> and I love how Riker's like, "Is this a rescue or a continuation of the torture?" Uh, it was. I, I've always loved Riker and Worf's dynamics. Like you still I, know how I, to fire phasers, right? I mean, that was a I mean, like that line was a little silly, but I just, yeah. I, I much preferred it. When he just goes inappropriate. Oh yes, <laughs> that was so good. Or like one's personal space is <laughs> when they're both hugging him, yeah. and Morse is like one's personal space. I know it's. it's, it's I so love. I love that scene. I love the scene where Brent Spiner is like Data is playing off of Lore, but Brent Spiner playing off of him. And then you can see like I when it started to happen, I I saw what Data was doing. Data's like, if I just give him my memories, I'm gonna take him over. But I screamed out loud. I jumped up and fist bumped when he picked up the hologram. It was Tashiar. I said, <laughs> I called it, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I did. We'll see if Phoenix, she... my cat, looked at me like, the fuck's wrong with him? We'll see if she comes back for more than, I mean, I, I, that certainly wasn't her. Like, that was just. No, but whatever, still, but... I mean. So... It was a great callback. I mean, I oh. love, yeah, all the, the home stuff. And boy, I thought they showed a level of restraint by um, not having a data when Spot comes in of him not being like he is a good cat. Oh, <laughs> like, they they! I saw every inch of restraint yes. in the writers. And Brent Spiner has been well documented about <laughs> hating working with the cat. He hated working with the cat. But I also, as a cat owner, like I thought that that was so cool and touching that like 
spot the cat was the final. Yeah, I love that. It was great. Yes. But the scene too, like Jordy talking to him, and then like the like when Data emerges and it's really Data, and they're walking through the hallway, and oh, I I love that they hint you like, can use um, contractions now. Well, I like that we figured out immediately like the Data was different. It was like this is your friendly neighborhood and pissed off. I'm like ooh, yeah. ooh. He's, yes, he's feeling emotions. Uh, yes, um, I I loved that uh, turnaround. Yeah, I, I do love that. Um, yes, the scene with Jordy is fun. Just. I like those two. They're just good together. They're so good together. I mean, that whole scene. And then you get all all of them back in the observation room. Which also feels like, while I understand it as a fan and it was there for me. Yes. That it's just them. I'm like, huh, just kind of cut shot out of the process, didn't you? Yeah. But it's not. I love I love how I don't call it the observation lounge. I call it the conversation lounge. Oh, man. I, so it's funny about that. I, um, this was from the showrunner, uh, Terry Metalis. I can't. I think it was an interview. Maybe. Yep. I think it was like with Collider. Let's say it was Collider. Collider. Why not? But uh, he was talking about um, that scene and like how everyone, um, he kind of talked to everyone about like what their reactions would be. And Worf just literally doesn't let Oh, he's head. just so. He doesn't give a shit. He, like in Worf's mind, it's not, it's something new. Like Data's dead. This is just another robot. Doesn't care at all. Can't even be bothered to turn his head. <laughs> no. I that was such a funny reaction. Like everyone is just like melting down. They're so excited to see him and Worf is just like, "Oh fuck about this." Yeah. This is a robot. I don't care. Oh, he's lying about I've slain many enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I also um like that what the season's been doing with Worf is because, you know, he's like his whole like, I'm a warrior, blah blah blah, but he got his ass kicked about 6 times an episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I like that this season, like he's just like, no, no, I am gonna let loose. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kill everyone. It's awesome. I, I was a little surprised in a good way um, that they killed off Vatic. Yes, like because you, you're kind of expecting that, or at least I was, like to go through the end of the season. But it's like, no, these last two episodes are gonna be set up like. Even oh yeah. Though, even though this has been kind of like one long movie, the last two episodes, I guess, are kind of set up like is even like a smaller movie within that. So like killing Vatic, and I love <laughs> like her her death line, it's like fucking solids. Oh, what a great oh, just the the again everything. I love that we saw Troy actually like use her he, Betazoid powers. He's holding a thermal detonator. I don't know if you got that vibe. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm still surprised that we still haven't got like the revelation of Jack. Like, boy, we are holding that until until I guess the, the very tomorrow. last second. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what it is. I have a thought. Okay, uh, and by by the time this people listen to this, like episode nine will be out, so you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong. I wonder if whatever is behind the red door, because we brought it up a few times in the season. I wonder if it, Picard passed something borg on if it's connected to lacutus Ooh, interesting that's kind of my working theory for right now that is like the one thing we haven't really touched on the borg yet like i mean we've yelled about it yes we have <laughs> but doing our little do in- all Indianapolis do speeches. all seven cast members survive the season this the series i think so because, i feel like because card deserves his happy ending and his happy ending is all seven of them live i mean this this is a victory lap like this whole thing has been a celebration and it's been so well done and I, so and engaging. We, we've all like we've killed Data twice already. I th- I think if they want to kind of stick with like the tone that we've been getting, I, I think everyone lives. And I th- I think that falls back to Gene Roddenberry's original tone and tenor of Star Trek was of all of the sci-fi out there, Star Trek generally revolves around hope and hope for a better tomorrow, hope for a better universe. 
Yeah, I, I just think every like the level of excitement that like this has been putting out. I, I, I mean, they still could, and if you do it well, more power to you. But I, I, I'm not anticipating anyone dying. It feels like that's that's not the victory lap we're no. taking. I so here's my thought of what could possibly be the final shot. They've got to be bringing the D back, right? I think next. I bet that's. Um, I bet that's how we close. Oh, I must say nine. The because there was a trailer that was released uh, where um, they show up at um, Frontier Day and like there are fireworks going off and Riker has a sign. It's like we got to get off the Titan. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. You yeah, yeah, we time to get off the Titan. <clears throat> Maybe there was um two other ships that uh, weren't shown at a uh, good old Commodore Geordie's little location. It's either the E or the D. It's got to be the D. I mean, maybe but, both. Fuck it, bring them both out. But what I would, uh, what I think the the final shot or one of the final shots is going to be is all of them back on the bridge of the D. I don't know if it'll be. I think we're definitely getting that, um, or maybe even the E, because like they had that that silliness of wanting to have them all on the bridge, like in uh, the later movies, where suddenly Jordan could do all of engineering from the bridge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet this episode closes with either like the reveal of the D or them being on it. Like that's kind of. That's my best guess. Did fucking good, man. I'm trying to remember when Riker first saw the Titan in this series. Is that when he said "Hello, beautiful"? Or yes, he... yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because yeah. I'm wondering. I'm trying to remember if we had that line yet or not. Because yeah, that was uh, the sh- the shuttle going out to yes. it. Um, do we get okay? One other question, just a thought. Do we get do we get LaForge roll? Does he roll underneath the closing bulkhead? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, I love that you knew what I was talking about, though. Yes, I think one of my favorite little references in this episode is uh when the titan is like after they like the battle's done it um they have a shot of the titan that it was that just mirrored because i mean you know yeah. in the old show you only had so many shots of the enterprise like they used those models as little as possible and recycled a lot but like like underneath the ship with it just like moving forward i'm like oh i know that shot i have seen that a couple hundred times yes that 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 got me excited that's how you do a reference star wars you don't beat me over the head with it. Yeah, don't shove it down my throat. It was, it was, I don't know. If, yeah, it was subtle because it's not, they were like, look at this. It was just, it was there. It's like, oh, fuck yes, I love like that. Like if you know what you're looking at. But it was one of those things like if you don't know the lore or didn't know about it, like you're like, oh, this is a cool shot. But if you know it, you're like, that's a really cool shot. No, lore died. <sighs> Goodbye, brother. Is that what it feels like to be on the other end of my bad jokes? <laughs> Can't wait. Man, yeah. Two left. and Two left. And the last one we're watching together. It's going to be awesome. I'm so pumped. I'm, I, I texted you. This only came out. We're doing this on Wednesday, so it already happened. This news literally came out on Tuesday that the last two episodes are going to be screening in IMAX. I know. But it was only a 10-city thing. It, way too far away for us to do. If that had happened within the state, I would have completely have played hooky at work. Oh, yeah. And gone. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was nowhere near us. What can you infer from the episode 9 title of Vox? Vox is Latin for voice. Um, I imagine has something to do with what Jack's hearing. That makes sense. I can see that. I mean, there's also still that, like, we don't know who the big bad is. Like, we've just seen them as a... That's a good point. As a kind of disembodied face when you cut off your hand as a changeling. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. My my assumption would be around whatever um is in Jack's head, but we'll see. All right, that's Star Trek. That's Star Trek. What a goddamn rock. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. It's like, I want them to do more, but this has also been so good. It's like, it's just better to go out on top. Yes. It's, oh, all right. All right. Last segment. All right. We got, we got there, kids. Went through all that news. All right. All right. It's time for letters to the editors. Modern questions, number one. 
damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, hey, you can. You can send them in to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Ask whatever you want. We'll do it here. Do it live. And then edit it. And then play it. Let's live. Play it back. Okay, what do we got? Well, this... I'm, I'm breaking a rule that I usually keep to myself. Okay. That no one else really would ever possibly know. I don't think I know the rule either. I don't like repeating um, the same question asker two weeks in a row. Oh, I knew that rule. I don't know why. Because it makes it feel like that we don't answer other questions, and maybe the listener's like, oh, I'm the only one sending in questions. Which is- yeah, it's like no one would know but the person sending them in and me. But And you have this like, I don't want them to have the satisfaction. But it's a good question. So That's the rule. But this week, uh, so same question asker as last week, but they're in distress. Last week's question was really good. Well, I got another one. Oh, they're in distress? They're in distress. Oh, so I boy. Thought, okay. Well, we're here to help. Let us help. Okay. Yeah. I'm a helper. Uh, ever since I moved, my go-to comic store closed. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. Oh, wow. And I've been having a hard time finding comics to get into. Uh, how do you choose what trades you buy as I am now officially a damn dirty trade waiter? Ah, oh, I can't answer Sound Guy's question about... Uh, this isn't Sound Guy. Well, he moved. I didn't know if he... Um, Who is it? Ross? No. I miss Ross. Uh, how do you choose what trades you buy, and could you give some recommendations? Uh, I'm tapping out of this one. This is I, all you. I, I know. This has been a me-heavy episode. That's okay. My, my throat is feeling it. So, yeah, I, I'm not buying floppies anymore. Kind of my approach to a lot of st- stuff, like, with waiting for stuff. There are, especially, like, within the superhero realm, like, I know there are... I know there are franchises that I, I'm interested in following, which aren't a ton. Like, I know I'm going to read the main Batman title. I'm probably not going to pick up, like, Detective or other things unless I kind of, like, hear good word of mouth. I know I'm going to, like, get Fantastic Four. But even some of that stuff can get a little tricky. So it's, like, I, I do like getting these new things. But, like, for an example, like, most of what I buy works out well. But uh, a recent example is I there was a Thing miniseries. I was like, oh, I like Fantastic Four. I like The Thing. I'm going to buy this six-issue trade. Garbage. Awful. Yeah. Hated it. I'm never going to read it again. No chance in hell. So, I mean, there, there is, you do run that risk when you're doing um, trade waiting is sometimes like v- buying something for, you know, $3.99, one issue, you discover you don't like it, whatever, you get to tap out. When you're doing this method, it's like, ooh, this cost me 25 bucks. Oh, and it sucked and I hated it. All right. But, I mean, for the most part, I've gotten pretty lucky. So, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I don't think the question is really about, like, superhero books. I think a good starting place is uh, finding writers that you know that you like, or if you're more into artists, like, however you want to consume stuff, like, branching out and finding, like, oh, this writer, like, wrote, I don't know, I'll, just, I'll say Batman. Like, oh, I, I like this Batman writer. Mm-hmm. But they've also branched out to do stuff, like, um, through image or comiXology comiXology is a good option like especially if you're already paying for like amazon prime that you can kind of poke around you can also a lot of times find um free issue like issue number ones a lot of times uh on different publishers will be like hey check this one out if you want to get the rest you know you gotta pay it's literally like the drug deal method yes first one's for free ish i mean there's definitely guys that i like to follow that like get big buzz like and these are big names and you know part of it is I don't know, a little trial and error, but I mean, uh, Scott Snyder's a good guy to look at. Like, he, I'm going back to Batman, like, he did Batman forever. Like, he's done mainstream stuff. Now he's mostly focusing on independent books. Like, he's a great writer who's worth following his stuff. Another guy who's had um, a ton of success kind of in smaller markets is, like, uh, James Tinian IV is a guy who's, his books get a lot. Like, uh, he's the guy who's doing, like, a Something's Killing the Children and, and other indie books. Um, Tom King is a guy that I like to follow. Like, it's not... 
we, we talked about um, his human target book the other week, but something of his that I really loved, but I opted out of not talking about it on the show because I didn't, there was no way to talk about the book without spoiling it. Love Everlasting uh, that had its first six issues. It's going into a new arc, but that is, um, it's a wonderfully like twisty book. It kind of, I, it, that one kind of feels like Memento, I okay. guess is a good approximation, but it's the kind of story I read it and I loved it and I really wanted to talk about it on the show, but I didn't want to spoil it. So I don't know. That, that's kind of my, my method. And I honestly like following stuff online. Like I, I end up picking up stuff that like, I mean, obviously everyone promotes their stuff over and over again, but like, I mean, especially like, you know, the like a lot of like best of lists, like at the end of the year, are, like a good place to start. Cause I mean, not everyone wants to write. It's like, Hey, you know, what was good this year. Spider-Man which I know is like limiting. It's like, oh, you're just waiting for the end of the year. But there, there's still a lot of stuff that comes out every week of people trying to hype stuff and also trying to not be repetitive. Like you can find good word of mouth about books. Could, could you though, like using the best of years as a starting point, like from the previous year, check that out and then let that kind of, if it is really good, be a launching point if it's a continuation of a series? Yeah. I mean, you can also kind of, I mean, not that like every book through a publisher is the same, but you can get a vibe for like what people are putting out. I mean, if you're looking for kind of smaller, small but quality stuff, like looking at image books is always a good place to start. Like some like people like, I don't know, like you might not be into like the licensed stuff that like IDW or like Boom does. But image is always if you're looking to get into more kind of indie stuff image is definitely a good place to focus on and then there's also the option um which i don't recommend for this show and it's not like what we do like what we do is like shit that i bought yes you can just find all this stuff online illegally for free all these websites are sketchy as hell though so many ads and i uh, <laughs> i don't trust them one iota but i mean honestly if you just want to sample stuff you, you can find yeah. it on literally like the day it comes out it all just goes online <laughs> for nothing it's sketchy as hell and i don't actually recommend that but if you're not looking to you know invest do like a you know i'm taking a 30 dollar gamble on this you can find a way to test it out first all right <laughs> which I, uh, I am not condoning or recommending but it's there okay i those are all solid answers solid choices do you feel like you've assisted our friend um yeah it's the kind of best i got all right well there you go i also spend way too much goddamn money on comics so that's well, fair enough <laughs> i don't know if I, that's super helpful <laughs> all right is that it that is the show all right well if you enjoyed the show please go to patreon.com slash editors note comics a dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it zach goes and works hard on editing the show right after we're done and it's up on the internet for your consumption plus you get access to things behind the paywall including pod to the dark tower yeah still just two episodes all right well you know, you never <laughs> that, know. that's why it's there um we meant to record this last weekend, but last week it was Easter and like it was just a mess. Yeah, yeah it, it all happens. I, I'm, I love ham. I'm, I had, I'm all through my leftover ham, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash editors note comics dollar a month. You can also interact with the show. Email us editors note comics at gmail.com and get your questions on the air. We'll help you out. We'll answer questions for you. Fill up our inbox with those as well as if you're in distress. If you're in distress. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform if you already haven't. And, of course, you can always interact with us on the social media. Just go on Twitter and find Zach, Editor Note Comics. And you're there, too, I guess. At Junior Rich. Next week, probably Batman. Yeah, it'll be Batman. Okay, I'll, great. I'll, I'll have read Batman. you got to read it, though. All, All right. right. See ya.